Oh, that was so, so beautiful. Less stress. Yes, that's what I'm fucking talking about. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am Jesse, and your Cincinnati Bengals coming off a 35-14, sorry, 17 shellacking of the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, October 23rd, 2022 at Paycor Stadium. Oh, that was such a beautiful game. The offense was clicking. Oh, that was so great. That was that was much needed. Like, even though I was less stressed, I was there's still moments in the game where I was just like, what the hell? But this was like the first game of the whole season that I wasn't like freaking out or throwing stuff around the house. This was what the Bengals needed to do, especially on offense. The offense is here, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. 35-17, the Bengals are one game over 500. They're above 500 for the first time this season. 4-3, the Bengals are now 4-1 since that 0-2 start. And I think now we're slowly forgetting about that start. Now, here we go. Here we go. Man, I'm looking at the stats right now. Bengals, they won the toss and they choose to receive. And we've been saying this. That the Bengals in games this year, they don't start off well, especially on offense. But Zach Taylor decide to, you know what? We're gonna put the offense out there in the field first. And boom, four plays. They get their first touchdown, 84 yards. Joe Burr finding Tyler Boyd for 60 yards, seven-nothing Bengals. That was just mm, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Defense came out, forced the Falcons to a punt, and then the offense came back the field, drove 11 plays, 71 yards, and Joe Mixon ran it in for a one-yard touchdown on third and goal from the one. 14 of the Bengals. Then the defense forced the Falcons to a three and out, and then another touchdown drive. This drive went six plays, 75 yards, and it was a Joe Burrow. Let's see. It was Burrow to Jamar Chase. Oh, my God. Burrow threw a nice fade in the left sideline to Chase. And then Chase just, it, it felt like that Chiefs play in the regular season last year where he caught it, split defenders, and he was off to races. And this time he was off to races for 32 yards. Holy shit. 21 nothing Bengals. And the Falcons... They get a long touchdown drive of 16 plays, 75 yards. And then the Bengals came back with a seven-play, 84-yard touchdown drive that capitalized with a Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase touchdown. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I got those two touchdowns of Chase completely flipped. The first one, Joe Burrow threw a fade into the right-hand pile on the end zone. Chase just made a nice grab. He, I don't know, you know how he caught that. That was a beautiful ball, but even a better catch by Chase. His second one right here was what I was talking about. The first one, when I got them all mixed up, that was literally the Chiefs game from last year in Week 17 in Cincinnati. Holy crap. That went for 41 yards. Jamar Chase is so good. He is really good. 21, sorry, 28-7 Bengals at that moment. And the Falcons got a touchdown of... Eli Apple got burnt. Holy shit. 75 yards. Mariota found Bird. That was Bird's first catch of the year, and it was a touchdown. 
reception. Eli Apple just... There'll be times during games where I'm like, Eli, what are you doing? He, it, it doesn't seem like he was playing cornerback at, at, at one point. I'm like, what are you doing? He got burnt right there. So that was a big ouch. And then Bengals offense went four plays. They punted it. And the Falcons got a great-ass return. And then they set up a field goal for them to end the half, 43 yards. So it made it 28-17. The Bengals dominated that first half, but we were only up 11. And I was feeling kind of like, I wasn't like pissed. I was like kind of disappointed because I'm like, damn, we, this is a, this should be a blur right now. But we allowed the Falcons to have a little bit of hope. So the Falcons get the ball to begin the second half. They went three and out. And then, <clears throat> let's see, the Bengals, okay, here we go. Here we go again with Zach Taylor, okay? It's the only criticism I have of him today. Fourth and one, you're in field goal range for McPherson. Okay, he's one of the best kickers in the league. Fourth and one, you decide to go empty backfield, shotgun formation. Okay. Try throwing a a little thing. I think it was a fade to T. Higgins. And the Falcons defender played that well and complete. And I'm thinking to myself, just like I understand going for it on fourth and one. At at that point, I was like, what are you doing? But I feel like they should have just ran the ball. I get it. The running game did not do so hot in this game because the passing game was just unstoppable. I get the Falcons had a bunch of players hurt, but still. Get a quarterback sneak or try running the ball with Mixon. This is like the third or fourth fourth and one call from Evan McPherson field goal range that Zach Taylor has. Kind of fucked up when it comes to play calling. He needs to be better at that. Like, come on now. you Just take the points. You'll be up 31-17 and... I, I still thought the Bengals were going to win this game, but come on now. You can get away with this against the Falcons, but when the games get tougher and when the opponents get tougher, you got to take the points, okay? You got you got one of the best kickers in the league out there. Kick the damn field goal. Thankfully, the defense, who has been dominating the second half, forces Falcons to a three and out, and then the Bengals get a touchdown drive of seven plays, 62 yards. That capitalized with a Joe Burrow QB sneak. Then the Falcons, they've punted the ball. Bengals punted it. Falcons punted it. And that was the end of the game. Final score, Bengals 35, Falcons 17. Let's look at these stats. Let's look at these winning stats. Joe Burrow, 34 for 42 for 481 passing yards. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked three times. A QBR rating of 138.2. Jesus. This man is starting to heat up. He just posted on his Instagram page about an hour ago. And he captioned heating up while he was about to enter into the field with the with the announcements of the offensive players before the game. And he was coming out with the spin and the smoke was all over him. Joe Burrow is starting to heat up. And that Steeler game was just, that was a fluke. That was such a fluke. And watch out NFL. This guy, so this put him in the MVP conversation. Quietly, I say put him in MVP conversation. You heard it. You heard me. Like I said, the running game didn't do so high in this game. Mixon carried the ball for 17 yards for 58 yards. He had that touchdown run. In the beginning of the game, he had the he he had like two first downs and he ran the ball well. I thought Mixon was gonna have a good game, but overall the team rushed for 78 yards. So running game can be better. It's been better the past couple of weeks. Not in this one today, but that's okay. That's okay. The offense 
when it comes to the passing, was just like I said, unstoppable. Let's go to receiving. Tyler Boyd, eight catches for 155 yards, an average catch of yards of 19.4. He had a touchdown reception that went 60 yards. Gosh. I've been saying the podcast that the Bengals should never, ever, ever let Tyler Boyd have no targets in a game, let alone a half. I think they listened to me. He is such an underrated player, underrated receiver in the league, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. But he's had three plus, 60 plus yard touchdown receptions this year. He's just, he's playing really well these last three games. And Telling you, Joe Burrow really loves joining the Tyler Boy. He's like he's like he's safety net, as they said. And man, what a game! Jamar Chase, eight catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns, along of 41, 16.3 average yards per catch. T. Higgins had five receptions for 93 yards. He was seven yards short of joining Chase and Boyd, the three amigos, for 100 plus receiving yards. Damn! But T. had a great game. His average. Yards per catch was 18.6. Hayden Hurst had a good game, six catches, 48 yards. Mixon had three catches for 33 yards. The defense, they still have not allowed a second-half touchdown all season. And the Bengals have played seven games so far. That's amazing stat. That's incredible. So the defense continue to do its thing. Other than that final minute of that, First half where they allowed a long touchdown reception. And then, <clears throat> other than that, their defense played really well today. They really did. I'm trying to look at the Falcons' stats. Let's see. Falcons only had 214 total yards of offense. Marcus Mariota was 8 for 13, 424 yards. He had a touchdown pass. And then... He was sacked three times. Defense, the pass rush, finally got to him in the second half. Joseph Osai had a really good game, especially in the second half. It's an overall such a team effort win. Absolutely. And also, shout out to Cam Taylor-Britt, who finally got some game action today. No offense to Eli Apple, but I think... Cam Taylor-Britt is a foundational piece for continued success the next few years for this team, and it's time to get him going. Listen, they didn't trade him up to get him just for kicks. Like, I think he needs to play more. So good for him, and I hope that he's going to be – he's going to be a big factor down the stretch for this team. They want to repeat as AFC North champions. Also, the Bengals need to plan on extending Hayden Hurst because he's really good, especially after the catch. He's such a physical tight end. Yeah, great win. Great win. Great win. Trying to look at other stats. Oh, there was a stat I saw on Twitter. Players recorded in NFL history with 450-plus passing yards, 3-plus passing touchdowns, 80-plus completion percentage, and a rushing touchdown in the same game. Who has done that in NFL history? Only one person, and that was Joe Burrow today. That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> Hopefully Jamar Chase is okay. He was limping before halftime. And he was limited all practice this past week with a hip. So I don't know if that was bothering him a little bit. So 
Thankfully, the Bengals' next game is until Halloween night, which is a Monday night game in Cleveland against the Browns next Monday. So you're just going to hopefully rest up Jamar's hip. Trying to look at other stats. Oh, yeah, let's get it. Let's, let's listen to Zach Taylor. I'm not listening. Let's view his quotes from the game. Man, where did where the, where them quotes at? Come on now. <clears throat> Give me a second. Nope, that's not right. Okay, Zach Taylor. He said that the O line gave protection so Burrow could do what he did today. Yeah, the O-line did well. Other than those three sacks that happened, you know, in sporadic in the first half and the second half, overall the O-line did what they did, and they've been doing a great job these last three games. Also, Zach said that, I hope you all listened to me when I got up here at O-2 and said, be patient. Yes, yes, yes. Like, man. <sighs> like, I, 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 as a fan, yes, I was panicking after the Cowboys game. Where they fall to 0 2. Okay, I get it. I get it. But there's some things Zach Taylor needs to do as a coach when it comes to play calling. I still don't think this man should be calling plays, but I don't make the decision. So he's going to be calling plays for the Bengals' offense for the foreseeable future. And I just got to get over it. But this man needs to. Needs to be better because the schedule is going to get tougher and tougher after Cleveland, after Carolina, by week after Pittsburgh, after the Steelers Sunday night game in late November. That's when the schedule gets tougher. Here's what Tyler Boyd said about his game. He said, I felt that I was going to have a big game. I felt that way coming in because of how they play. I knew once they came on and it was the looks we expected, I was expecting a game like this. Good for Tyler Boyd. Good for him. So T. Higgins, like I said, he had five catches for 93 yards. He said it in his mind they had 300-yard receivers. He said he scored on the catch where they ruled him down at the inch line. That's one more yard. And he said he definitely caught this late six-yarder. They changed it complete. Yes, that was definitely a, a completed pass. I don't know why they changed it. Like, it didn't make a difference because, I mean, the Falcons weren't going to come back in the win. That was later in the game. But, damn, T. Should have had 100-plus yards, so he got kind of robbed there. <laughs> he also said he saw that he had 93 when they put up on the video board and he was lobbying Burr to throw him the ball on that final drive. <laughs> I wish Burr would have done that, but, you know, we don't want any other T. Higgins injuries. Nah, he's too valuable for this team. But yeah, what a great win. Great win, great win for this team. I think they're starting to come to their own. Can we look at these Joe Burrow, Madden, rookie level stats these last two weeks? Okay, 62 of 79 for 826 yards passing. Eight total touchdowns, six passing, two rushing, zero turnovers, 78.5% completion percentage, nine point yards per attempt, 3.61 points per drive. Those those numbers don't even seem real. Holy shit. And now the people are saying, well, you're playing against the Stanton Falcon secondary. 
that will do it for you. And also you have T. Higgins back, and uh, you got your boy Chase, the Tyler boy. Okay, you're still playing the NFL, okay? Everybody in this league, I get it, but everybody in this league can still play football, okay? And any given Sunday. Those are amazing stats. Holy shit. And the thing is, I still think Burr can get better, and that's a scary thing. Watch out. This man is starting to heat up. Trey Hendrickson did leave the game for injury. I don't know the whole jits of it, but hopefully he's going to be okay. Well, he has a neck injury, so hopefully he's going to be all right. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at the Bengals' fourth quarter, I'm sorry, third quarter defense. It is absolutely absurd. These last 15 games... They've held these opponents to the following point totals in the third quarter. You ready for this? Zero, zero, three, seven, zero, 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 three, three, three. And you can add a zero to today against the Falcons. That's a total of 22 total points in 15 games. And honestly, I feel, I feel like the defense played. I gave them a B. There were moments they had the moments, but overall, I mean, <laughs> and also DJ Reader is probably going to come back to practice this week. You get him back, and you see the improvements and emergence of just Joseph Osaya. Ooh, ooh, and Joe Burrow is heating up. Oh God, and Tyler Boyd is on another level right now. Oh Lord, oh 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 my Lord, wow. All right, guys, 35-17, Bengals over the Falcons. The next game for the Bengals, like I said, will be on Monday night on Halloween night against the Cleveland Browns, who lost to the Ravens today. Damn, that was a good game, 23-20. The Browns are 2-5. and five. They're desperate. On paper, the Bengals should win this game. The Browns still have talent on the, in that roster, so that will be a tough game. But hopefully the Bengals will win that game. Got to take it one game at a time. I feel confident about the offense. You just hope that they continue it. They know their identity, shotgun formation. That's the Bengals' office identity. Let's hope that the running game can be better against Cleveland because the Cleveland don't really have a good rush defense. We'll talk about more about the Browns and Bengals game later in the week. But, yeah, the Bengals are over 500 for the first time this season, 4-3. and three. They're still tied for first in the AFC North, with obviously Baltimore having the tiebreaker because they beat the Bengals two weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be a Bengals fan. Let's just hope this team keep it up, and they can only get better from here on out. Was this their best game of the season when it comes to offensive-wise, when it comes to passing? Absolutely. Is it their complete game? No. No, they haven't played a complete game yet. They haven't. But surely, but but surely, but surely, they're they're gonna do that, eventually. I hope so. Let's see. I'm looking around at NFL, but geez, the Jets are five and two. I know they beat the Broncos with Russell Wilson, but the Jets, that win against the Jets at MetLife Stadium, it just keeps looking better, better for the Bengals. Really is. Back to DJ Reader. Uh, the Browns have Nick Chubb, who is the best running back in NFL. I don't want him to rush his injury back. Absolutely don't want that to happen. But it will be huge to have him 
back for Monday Night Football because the Browns can run the football. And that's one team that I'm kind of low-key afraid. (laughs) Jamar Chase about his injury in the locker room after the game. He said, I'm not telling y'all. I'm good, though. (laughs) All right. I got you. I got you. Uh, Joe Burrow over his last four, over his last five games, Bengals are four and one. He has twelve touchdown passes, one interception, and a QB and a passing rating. I'm sorry, of a hundred and seventeen point two. And also, Jamar Chase has reached two thousand yards receiving already in his career. Oh Lord, he's just getting started. It's oof. oof. All right, y'all. I am out. I will see you guys during the week. I will have Tommy back on the podcast, and we'll recap this game. We'll talk about more stuff in the NFL, and then we'll preview the Bengals-Browns Monday night game. And, yeah, Bengals 35, Falcons 17. It's a good day to be a Bengals fan. Who day? See you guys during the week. Peace.